Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings for today are from the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Our reading from the book of Genesis. After the man, Adam, had eaten of the tree, the Lord God called to the man and asked him, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, but I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Then he asked, Who told you that you were naked? You have eaten then from the tree of which I had forbidden you to eat. The man replied, The woman whom, whom you put here with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and so I ate it. The Lord God then asked the woman, Why did you do such a thing? The woman answered, The serpent tricked me into it, so I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you shall be banned from all the animals and from all the wild creatures. On your belly you shall crawl, and dirt shall you eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike at your head, while you strike at his heel. The man called his wife Eve, because she became the mother of all the living. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. The Lord has made his salvation known. In the sight of the nations, he has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous deeds. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, to be holy and without blemish before him. In love, he destined us for adoption to himself through Jesus Christ, in accord with the favor of his will, for the praise of the glory of his race that he granted us in the beloved. In him we were also chosen, destined in accord with the purpose of the one who accomplishes all things according to the intention of his will, so that we might exist for the praise of his glory, we who first hoped in Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her, who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, 
I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The conversion of the Roman Emperor Constantine the Great, which led to the legalization of Christianity and ultimately the establishment of Christianity as the religion of the Roman Empire, occurred in the year 324 AD. It may surprise you then that Constantine was not actually baptized until 337 AD, shortly before his death. He was considered a catechumen for more than a decade. While we don't have definitive documentation as to why, we can make a pretty good guess. Baptism brings with it full remission of sin, and you can only be baptized once. From that time forward, you are morally responsible for your choices, having publicly declared your faith in Jesus as the Son of God. The theology behind frequent confession wasn't developed fully at that time, and Constantine was the emperor. In that time, being emperor was a dirty business, and Constantine didn't want to die with blood on his hands, literally or morally. When he was pretty convinced he could live up to Christian values, read that no more killing people, he was baptized, forgiven, and his bags were packed for heaven. There's another story of conversion that may may be a little more relatable to us non-emperors. That's St. Augustine's. He had a pretty active, we'll say, adolescence and a young adulthood as far as vicious living. If there was a brat pack back then, he would have been in it. So when he started to realize that maybe there really was a God and that moral choices mattered, he also resisted being baptized for a time. In Book 8, Chapter 7 of his Confessions, Augustine writes, O Master, make me chaste and celibate, but not yet. I don't know about you, but I can picture myself saying the same thing a few decades ago, and that's if I had been as spiritually advanced as Augustine was, and I can assure you I was not. Today we celebrate the Immaculate Conception of Mary, the Mother of God. It is our firm belief that Mary was conceived without original sin, thus having no urge to sin in spite of temptation. She is the only person, other than Jesus, that the Church teaches never sinned. This was not without a clear purpose. A perfectly pure woman was necessary to give birth to a perfectly pure child. We might look upon that with some jealousy, as though Mary was given an unfair advantage over the rest of us in getting to heaven. But as Augustine and Constantine hint, one's man meat is another man's poison. Being expected to be perfect your whole life, even with a head start, is a lot of pressure. And while Mary started a different, started a different place than we do, God desires the same for us as he does for her. As St. Paul says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. And he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him. So God holds nothing back from us. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. And we are chosen to be holy and without blemish before him. I guess the difference is just in timing. Our advantage, so to speak, is that in Mary, we have a model of perfect holiness to follow and an intercessor who is, through her son, truly our mother too. I get that this is hard to understand. Mysteries work that way. But that doesn't make our election any less real. So today, we celebrate Mary's Immaculate Conception as a preview of what is held in store for us. In a way, God was easy on us. He expects perfection, just not yet. Just don't get any funny ideas. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day, and say a prayer for me.